Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves a good Taika Waititi-inspired and uh, written program, probably. It's Frank. How are you today? I do. I really do love those things. That's that's correct. Hi, I'm doing great. How are you, bud? I'm very good. I'm very good. It's great to see you, as it always is good to see you, because you're a human and I'm a human, and we enjoy looking at each other as humans do for that's... you know community and stuff. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just, this mm-hmm. is all true. All these things you say are true. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. I also love sharing a beer with you. Yes, and I love sharing one with you. What beer are you sharing with me this evening? I would love to this share morning. with you. No, definitely this evening. Don't anytime, forget the morning, Frank. Day. No judgment. No judgment. Anytime. <laughs> um, this is a uh, a beer from uh, the Definitive Brewing Company of Maine, and mm. uh, this is their Conti Kolsch style ale. Um, this is one of my last uh, summer beers that I'm I'm sort of trying to sort of polish off uh, from the fridge here before we before we shift into fall beer season. Nice, nice. Um, although we're really already in fall beer season, I hate to yes, tell you. But 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 before, well, I'm I'm finishing all the all the f- summer beers before I open the fall beers that are in my. I fridge, see. I guess is what it, I mean. I got you. Now uh, on that, what is summary about this one that like it doesn't apply to fall? Because mm. I think like you could have a Kolsch in the fall. It's I not, guess I mean that know, is true. I, or anything. I associate. Kolsch is more with I drink them more in the summer because they're so light and refreshing and so on a hot. But you also day. drink stouts in the summer. Do you also associate those with the summer? I don't. No, I, I don't associate them with summer because it's not like oh, it's summer. I want stouts. It's just that like there was a string of, of weeks in a row where I happened to be in a stout mood, and now we make now we joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like ah, summer time to get time to go get a <laughs> peanut butter stout. Yeah. Like I can't wait for uh, my stomach to be full <laughs> and for me to be hot. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are times when, when you know, even though it's sort of unseasonable, I will be in the mood for like, oh yeah, that chocolate stout sounds really good right now. I know it's hot and it's summer, but I feel like it. Sure. Uh, but uh, but uh, no, I th- you know I I think about the lagers and and uh, ales and stuff in in, in the summer, and a, and a Kolsch style ale fits right in there because it is so light, it is so crisp and and refreshing. Um, so um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm. I'm rocking today, and it's uh, it's really good. I actually have never had anything from this brewery before, Definitive Brewing, but um, but it's a very good Kolsch, and I would be happy to try uh, any other other stuff as well. Fantastic! Yeah, that's what excellent. Uh, n- nothing that is beer because there is no beer currently in my house, Ooh. um, and I have not had the chance to go to the store and get some. Actually, mm. my father-in-law was doing some work in the 
yard with my wife. They're building a greenhouse nice. um, in the in the back, and he like he was working real hard, and he was like, "I could really go for a beer or three. And I'm like, "Well, last time you came over, you drank my last one <laughs> for the same reason." He said, "I haven't gone to the store yet, so." Like I Would owe you, like you a I seltzer? guess. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. I can offer you a seltzer or some water, which is just seltzer, but without the sparkles or the flavor. Mm. Um, so I don't have anything. So I'm drinking a blueberry tea. Um, yeah, which is delicious from the Dogaden Tea Company. I don't know. Ooh, how do you spell that? I don't. I'm not familiar. Uh, D O G with an Ac- uh, with an accent on it, A D A N. It's got a little line at the top of hmm. G. I would say that it's like one of those little squiggle lines, but I can't honestly tell from the font that they're using. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, uh, but the blueberry tea is excellent. It's very huh. good. I would recommend. Yeah. It's got, if you need a dessert, but just tea, yeah. blueberry is the way to go. Yeah. Wow. So is it? Is it? It's sweet in and of itself because of the. The yes, blueberry. it is. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. And I, I mean, I am a uh, no milk, no sugar in my um, coffee and tea drinker. So, yep, yep. Um, straight ahead. I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's sweet enough as is. It's good. It's good stuff. Awesome. It's not beer, but I'll survive. We'll survive until next time. It sounds excellent, doesn't it? Though, doesn't it? Um, Frank, we are here to do a fan favorite segment, and by fan favorite, I mean you and me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are big fans of this segment. <laughs> big fans of this segment in which I hit you with my best shot. That's right. We're here to hit Frank with my best shot. My gold one, two, the bright hook. Thank you for picking up that joke that was in my <laughs> head that I didn't say out loud yet. <laughs> um, and so... Um, we haven't done this in, a, I feel like, a while, actually. Been a minute, yeah. I um, mean, to be fair, we haven't done any of these in a minute, but yeah. That's true. That's true. You've been you've been away on, on paternity leave. But here's the thing with this best shot that's interesting to me, is that you asked me to hit me with my best shot for this particular subject. Yes. And what, so, like, so you have an inkling that you want to participate in this event, this, this media event. Yes. Um, you know, but you, um, but you haven't, like, you haven't fully decided yet, right? Yeah. So I've seen. Um, well, why don't you? T- why don't we? Why don't we? Okay. So I am here. Uh, I am here to hit Frank with my best shot for the FX series, um, which you can also find on Hulu, which is where I watch it. Uh, Reservation Dogs, uh, which is a half an hour. Um, dramedy i'm definitely going to say dramedy because it's not straight comedy by any means um about four native american teenagers growing up in a reservation or on a reservation in eastern oklahoma um and it is easily one of my favorite shows that we i have watched and come back to um you know within within recent years it's definitely Mm -hmm. it's definitely hitting on some pretty top-notch stuff so Frank, mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you about it. Do you know anything about it before I try to sell you on watching this? Show? I know very little about it, um, other than several people 
who um whose tastes I tend to share mm-hmm. have recommended it on on social media and 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 that sort of thing. Um, I've seen some of a, a couple of teasers and trailers on Hulu while watching other stuff on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. And then the thing that most recently brought it to mind was that you and Mary mentioned it in passing on one of your recent episodes here. Um, oh, okay. And uh, I remember Mary saying how how great it was. And I remember you mentioning it a while back. Um, but I, I don't know much other other than the premise you just laid out, um, that it's about American teenagers living on a, a, a reservation. That was really all. I don't know who makes it. I don't know who's like when you mentioned Taika Waititi earlier, that took me by surprise. I didn't know he's involved or or, oh, okay. or that it's uh, whatever you're, uh, you'll tell me in what capacity. But um, yeah, that, that's really it. I know the title. I know the premise and that people uh, who I like uh, have said that it's worth checking out. So okay. knowing that you have uh, have watched it, you and Mary have watched it. I want to hear I want to hear what uh, what you have to say. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to start off by saying that um, the trail, like the first season trailer, like when the show was before it aired, didn't sell me. I was not mm. particularly interested. It, it, I, I don't know what it was selling, but it wasn't the show that I watch, um, which, which I find really interesting. So it, anyway, so it is, a, it's a comedy series. I argue it's a dramedy about four Native American teens growing up. Uh, on a reservation in eastern in eastern Oklahoma, and their big thing, these four friends, are that they want to go to California. Um, it's revealed pretty early on that another one of their friends, some one of their uh, family, is connected in a lot of ways that I won't have to get into, but um, committed suicide before the show opens. So, like you call it a comedy, but it it has some pretty serious overtones right from the beginning. Wow! Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's quite literally they're kind of not hoodlums necessarily, like they're good kids who get into trouble, like and so it just kind of follows their misadventures, like in some way, like weirdly, like to kill a mockingbird style, where it's like, here are these friends, they're just up to stuff, and they just happen to learn about stuff as the life goes on, and they learn their life lessons, and it gets pretty crazy for them and whatever else, and that's the show. That's the first season of the show. The second season does that as well but it has smartly expanded to mm. do episodes about other people in the town that oh, like okay which is really fun so like there's like the native cop that you that you know and then there's the weird uncle who's into some weird stuff and like there's like so and so's mom who works at this place and she's connected to so and so you start to really see um how everybody you know, functions and can, is connected to in one place, which I, I really appreciate um, mm-hmm. as a viewer. Just like they're not, nobody feels random. They all feel like really well-rounded three-dimensional characters. What interests me about the show is that it uh, most it is like really fully supported by Native communities across the country. Um, and so my wife and I are, um, um, you know, we're interested in Native culture like um you know and uh and my um my cousin's uh husband is is native um and so like he's like some of it's in the family and so like mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to watch a show that is fully native created um written and starred all and so like what they say what they do the the slang that they have how they live the humor that they the humor that they um 
they possess all of it is is authentic mm-hmm. um and so and it's like the thing that they have to kind of like prop up and be like isn't this great isn't like we're not just like sitting in a teepee with a tomahawk and, a, and like like you think we are right um right breaking the stereotypes it's a it's hugely breaking a lot of stereotypes and and which is partly what i appreciate about it the show was created by Sterling harjo and taika watiti and so taika's involved and because he's so like he obviously is not native american he's uh, he's kiwis from new zealand but he um he said he grew up on what is the equivalent of a native reservation I in see. new zealand um and so he said so a lot of like the self-deprecating humor, you know, survivalist humor, um, that kind of thing. Like the relationships that everyone had is, is like really similar. Mm. Like it's just so there's a lot of connective thread, threads that he felt early on while working on the show. Um, so um, there is a mystical element to the show, which is like it doesn't really get talked about. So like this one character's name's Bear, um, one of the kids, and he has this like, warrior that like shows up to him they goes like oh hello he always goes oh young warrior and he's uh-huh. like there in the traditional garb and he's like yeah it was the battle of little bighorn and uh like and he's like i was in i was in the back i stubbed i fell and i hurt my toe and that's why i fell over and died custer he was a jerk <laughs> like you know and it's just like it and he just kind of keeps showing up at inappropriate times to be like like hey How's your like life going? You know, mm-hmm. like are you like doing the things you're supposed to do? Oh, like this friend was causing you a problem? Well, maybe you were a jerk. Like, <laughs> you know, and like it's like really really fun and like but it's like not every episode. So it's kind of like there, but it's not the focus. You just kind of roll with the fact that like oh yeah, he sees he sees this warrior guy there's this episode about uh, the deer lady, the deer woman who like is a, a native myth and she like helps people out and whatever else. And she shows up once and then disappears. But like most of it is, but everything else about it, apart from being a comedy is like pretty straight laced realism. So it's mm-hmm. a really interesting juxtaposition of styles. Huh. Um, so like even like the mystical part of it still feels real. So like, gotcha. you're like, yeah, vision. Why not? Um, it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's a really um it's really interesting. And if you watch that first episode, you'll be like, "Oh yes, Taika Waititi was involved in this." Okay. You can yeah, tell. It's yeah. got that signature like slightly off-kilter um or like offbeat humor where it's like you think the beat's coming here and then it's 2 seconds later and it's happening over here. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like a little reminiscent of I would say more like what we do in the shadows, sure. where the wilder thing, um, not where the wilder things are, um, hunt for the wilder people. It's like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it has like that tone to it. More hunt for the wilder people okay. than anything else. But it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. I mean, it's only in its second season, mm-hmm. and they're quick episodes. They're like half an hour ish episodes. So like you're in and you're out fast. Nice. Um, yeah. So so. Um... You mentioned that, especially in season two, they they tell like lots of stories of of different. They sort of highlight different characters in the in the town and whatnot. 
Um, how does the show, how episodic uh, versus serialized is the show? Like, how much is there an overarching, you know, uh, story that runs through a whole season or, or through the whole series versus the episodes being sort of standalone? So I would say that the first season is a little bit more serialized than um, than the second one. Uh, so the, I think it's just kind of by the nature of the way they do it. So they you have you four, you four kids, and they all share a story. But the real, like the, the the real stars, I would hesitate to say of the show. Yeah, um, one of them's a kid named Bear, um, and the other one is Alora. And so, like, you're really following their stories through the whole thing. And like, so maybe. Cheese has a story. It's what a kid that they call Millie. Willie Jack has a story, and you see what's happening there. But like, it's mostly Bear and Alora. And the second season is really all of them. So it's like one episode is Cheese's episode. Like, the person he's living with gets arrested, so he ends up in a foster home. And the whole thing is just the whole episode is just him in the foster home. Like, that's it. But it's not connected. Like, the next episode. Like that's over. We resolved it in thirty minutes, and so you're moving on to the next thing, um, and I so see. it's almost easier to like flit in and out of it mm. um, than um, than before. Because the only thing they really ever refer back to in the first season happens before the show starts, which is the the death of one of their I see one of their friends. That's really the only thing that like you'll ever see again, except for characters that are recropping up, like sure. you would in any show. Sure, sure. That that's interesting. I, I feel like I feel like FX shows in particular tend to to um, to do that sort of thing where like th- the first season of a show. I'm thinking of like Atlanta too, um, where they will it'll be very much like more of an ensemble cast sort of uh, mm-hmm. style, and then they sort of branch out more and start telling individual stories. Of, you know, have episodes about individual characters more and and tell more. Um, you know, now now that you have a baseline, now that you've you've established who the characters are and what then though the world that they're in, you can start to explore different corners of that world a little bit more. Um, yeah, Atlanta, um, you're the worst. Used to do that uh, quite a bit too. I I I really enjoy that. Like when you, because when you really get to know those characters and know that world and like really get immersed in it, um, it's it can be a really really. Um, so, yeah, I find it rewarding. It's yeah, like a rewarding, rewarding experience. Is the word that comes to my mind. Yeah, yeah. So like in the second season, there's this. Um, so someone's aunt comes back. She hasn't been on the reservation in a long, like a long time since somebody else died, and so like she's not really the focus of that episode. It's like, oh, she's here and she's talking to her sister, and like that's part of it, but it's focused on the kids and what else is happening. But then, the, like two episodes later, the the episode is about the like those sisters like and their night out mm, and so if like you're mm-hmm. kind of like so it's like like you're introduced to but then you get a whole episode about people that you haven't spent more than a collective 10 minutes with over the course of two seasons and you're just like oh what are they up to and what are they up to and the show every everybody is so good in it that you just care about what they're doing all the time um and it, it's great um, the, for I think I think it takes a lot to for characters to make an impact on a viewer 
when they don't have a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they don't have a fully rounded character, they don't have a lot of screen time. So, like, what are you doing to make your impact in the two minutes that you have, like, every third episode? You know, and so for them to be for me to care about an episode with you and what's going on in your lives, knowing that it's really not going to affect the kids at all. Like it flashes back to the kids like he's like, oh, yeah, mom, I'm fine. Hang on the phone. Party. Woo. That's it. That's all you get. Like, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So um, that um, it's it's an interesting style of storytelling uh, Mm. to to get me to care about somebody that I didn't sign up for watching in the first place and then spend a whole episode on them. And then characters don't show up for a while. I'm like, oh, you know, what happened to, you know, I don't know, Rita or, you know, Big or whatever. And so you're like, oh, like, oh, now we got a whole episode about him. Fan freaking tastic. That's Hmm. awesome. Yeah. It's, there's some, yeah, there's some good stuff. And it gets weird. Like some, like some of the, like, like there's like one episode where you're like, this is as real as it gets. There's no, like, mysticism there's no anything it's just about like somebody's dying and it's about the funeral like uh, like grieving and spirituality and community and it's just like and you're kind of in it and you're like in the family in the room with them like i feel weird i should have brought a dish but you're just watching you on my tv like they do a really good job of bringing you into that into that world in the next episode you're like watching the cop like find a, a secret society that like in the woods made up a bunch of white people who are trying to reclaim native land for themselves. So like, and it's so it's like wildly divergent, Uh like in, in tone and style. So like, just when you think like, Oh man, I thought the show was funny. It just goes completely in the other direction or like, Oh, that's kind of weird. I thought the show was a little more grounded. Bam. Hit you with something else. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It's, it's cool. So it's in some ways it's got something for everybody, Mm -hmm. which is very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. You you mentioned um you just mentioned uh, you know the idea of like the secret society uh, trying to m- reclaim native lands how how much um and 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 how do they approach those uh, you know the, the the issues that are sort of unique to the native uh, people like you know that the the harsh realities of American history and and uh, what they've had to deal with so it depends so it depends on um the episode but because it's it's native centric there are not a lot of there are not a lot of white people running mm-hmm. around in the show mm-hmm. and so it's most of the time it's not really addressed uh-huh. like unless it has like unless it's a passing comment what you get more than anything is deflective humor about everything but kind of yeah. in some a lot of ways the point of the show is to be like they like other things. They yeah, have other yeah. lives. They live that they go to their jobs just like everybody else. They live this, they do that. And so like it's it's not really about like decolonization or sure. anything like that. Um there was an episode about it which like the kid like youth group thing met yeah. and everybody like like one of their moms made them go you know, so they could so they could get a Sonic gift card at the end, <laughs> and they have like these two influencers, like native influencers, come and talk to them about decolonization or nativism or something like that. It's like a huge, and so they really more than anything are poking fun at it, like I see. big time. They're like this kind of like that style of like, I guess new wave media style of okay. um, you know, like saying a lot of things and meaning nothing. Uh, and so, and then just like how real 
people or real teens like react to that kind of sure uh, that you know so just no different than like we would react to a speaker coming to school for us and be like um you know uh what's that john mulaney joke about the wallet what's the the guy oh jj bittenbinder yeah you know like you know trapped in a trunk you know or (laughs) whatever go get it yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, so it's like we wouldn't react well to that as teens either. So yeah, it's yeah. just kind of seeing a new version. It's kind of seeing see. a new version of that. That makes sense that it wouldn't be like directly addressed if because I imagine the whole thing takes place on the reservation, right? So like mm-hmm. you're probably yep. not ever or rarely leaving. So I guess, um, but I, but I would also imagine that it's like their lives are just shaped by that. Like maybe that they're not talking about it directly, but like their lives are shaped by well, history, so the, obviously. So, so the, the kind of the premise of the show, like I said earlier, is that these four friends are trying to leave the reservation yeah. to get to California just because uh-huh. California is the land of the free, you know, sure. the land of dreams over there in California, you know, it's, it's better over there than here. And so part of the show is them discovering the importance of their heritage um ah, and okay. their their roots in the reservation why people don't leave like how proud they are of it being their space and their home huh. um however small or run down it may be um and so there's all, like and there's other stuff that kind of involves like gentrification and it's kind of like some okay. assimilation from people who like say they're native and they're not mm-hmm. but it's not none of it's done in a um after school special right um, which is, you know, because I guess, I guess it, in some ways it is addressing all of that by not addressing it just okay, by, yeah, by yeah. being a show by natives for natives, but for everybody that is enough, you know, like that you, like having the show use proper terminology. So you like, so you, the viewer mm. just understand what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. That sounds Super interesting. Now, the uh, the the title "Reservation Dogs." I, the first couple of times I heard someone refer to it, I reservoir I, I was dogs. Like, yeah, I was like, are, "Are you? What are you talking about?" They poke fun of it. Uh, Do like, they really? Pretty okay. much in the first like, episode. Okay. Yeah. So the reservation dogs is like that name of the four friend group okay. that they have, but it's given to them by um by uh Mose and Mecco. This, these two. Um, these two native rappers who are like famous on their own right and who are also in the show. Um, and they just like ride around on their tricycles in the reservation and they're just like, Hey, you look at this, the reservation dogs. Gotcha. Like, so, um, but like, I think, I think it's in the first show that the kids are like walking down the street, like in reservoir dogs, that like opening like role thing. But that's okay. pretty much where it ends. It's just okay, a good yeah, play yeah. on something for people to remember. So like my wife has never seen Reservoir Dogs. I don't even know if she knows what it is, but like mm. the show is like it doesn't that doesn't really matter. You know? Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh that's honestly that's more than I uh that, that's that's more of a connection than I would have assumed. I kind of just thought like, yeah, no, it name's just a pun. That's it. That's where it ends. Like the fact that there's any connection or any uh reference to it in the show itself is uh uh, is more than I would have expected, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty positive that joke is in the first first episode. Yeah, just kind of gets sense. it out of the way, and you you're going forward from there. Sure, sure. So two seasons. Um, they're half eight hour. Ep- yeah, it's eight episodes a piece. I think. Uh-huh. So, so season like, two is finished. Uh, n- going to be. Oh, okay. Real it's, soon. 
it's airing now. Hold on, I'll actually use my one look up for you. How's that? Um, oh no, second season is ten episodes, so Ooh, that's why it's okay. that's why it's not done yet. But the first season's eight episodes. Nice. Which I feel like is also typical of FX, right? They always kind of go for a smaller first season order, and if it's good enough, they'll pick it up. I think that's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So um. Yeah, actually, if you, I'm looking at the still for the on IMDb of the first episode, and it's the four of them in black suits and ties, and yeah, doing yeah. the whole thing. Cool. Yeah, um, I think it got to. I mean, I've enjoyed every episode, um, but I would give it, um, I would give it two or three, so just so you get the flavor of the whole sure. show. Sure. Um, like I enjoyed it after one. Um, it, but it was like a you know how like you watch one episode and you're like, I could go like I'm interested enough, or I could try something different. Sure. And so, but I'm really glad that I like kept going. Nice. Um, and so it would be easy. I mean, I we didn't binge it either. I th- well, actually, we didn't start it when it premiered. Now that I think about it, it was a like uh, I think it was only halfway. I think we were already halfway through the season when we finally started it. Mm. Um, and so, but it's like it's a, I look forward to it every week. Like it's a, uh, like oh yes, we have a new reservation. Dogs, it's fantastic, and I don't say that about many shows that mm. we watch. Mm-hmm. We're like oh yeah, well, it's it's on. Mm-hmm. Like we watch my wife and I watch the Gilded Age and like a, a commercial or whatever. It popped up on HBO Max and she's like, oh yeah, we watched that, didn't we? <laughs> I forgot that that was a thing. So yeah, but like we we like update each other. Like yo, reservation dogs new trailer out nice. or yo, it's it's premiering close it's in yeah so <laughs> nice. um yeah so it's good stuff i i do recommend i truly i also think it, um your wife would like it too it's not yeah just a, I, i'm it's thinking not just a for you yeah i think we both would honestly we um we i, I i'm interested in it for all the just all the reasons that i said up front at the beginning of the show um i was also um recently sad well somewhat sad to hear that a show we've been watching rutherford falls on, on peacock um, yes. Uh, it just had its second season, and it's not getting picked up for a third. Um, oh. and, and it's a it's a similar, not a similar premise, but a similar setting. Yeah, I watched um, the first okay. two, three episodes. Yeah, but yeah. I I they I couldn't watch the rest of the season because I'm not I don't pay for Peacock. So oh, sure. I do the freebie one. We um, I, I'm we we were drawn in because it was Ed Helms, and it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Schur was involved in it, who is from Parks and Rec and The Office and Brooklyn mm-hmm. Nine-Nine and um, The Good Place and a bunch of other shows. And um, so we were drawn in by that. But then we really, really enjoyed the the fact that it, it takes place on a, on a reservation and um, it, it does um, deal with sort of the um, inherent conflict between, you know, native people and the u.s government and mm-hmm. um but it deals with it in a really um in, in a in a way that is meant to um uh, make you think um and yep. and a lot of it some of it is is a little bit like there's a moral to the story at the end of the episode and some of it is more um just sort of what you're steeped in because by like you said before by not talking about it they're they're addressing it um mm-hmm. but since that show got canceled we 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 were drawn in by it. Um, we were very interested in what it had to say, and now there's no more of it. So that left a void. Oh, sure. Um, so this feels like you know, like I want, I want more, and this feels like something that would um, 
address a similar um, similar set of issues. So yeah, the style of comedy is certainly different than oh for than sure. Yeah. Falls like um, but um, but but I love is, but I love it, Taika style. So like that's, yeah, uh, it's definitely it'll scratch that itch for yeah. sure. Yeah, because like you just don't know what you're going to get every episode. Like you know, like the episode like I said, the episode previous to the one that I just watched was like. Oh man, that was pretty serious. I that was really touched by that. Like I'm going to think about some stuff. It's good. Next episode, bam. Secret secret cult society right, made up of right. white people in the woods and you're like, "What?" Like, yeah. So, it's just you're you, anything is possible and it's um and it's just a it's just a I'm glad people have discovered it and it's embraced and like it, people keep because I I think it it just on its own, like it's important to, it's just important for representation more in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and and it's good to hear that um, the people who it's made f- for um, uh, approve of the, uh, of the lens that, that the show is using. So like that makes me mm-hmm. feel like, Oh, okay. This has, um, you know, something of a, a, a certificate of authenticity. Uh, and, and that makes me feel like I'll be learning something by watching it. Yeah, and it, truth, I agree, and I wouldn't. Um, uh, I, if it didn't have that kind of stamp of approval, then I probably, um, I probably wouldn't watch it. Sure. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, but yeah. it is. It's a history maker. It's the first series to ever be written completely by indigenous writers, directors, and actors. So like, cool. The first ever. So like you wild can't... that it took that wild that it took that. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. So it's just um yeah, you just yeah. If you want authentic, it really doesn't get more authentic yeah. than this. Uh that sounds like one that sounds like one to check out. So thank you for hitting me with your best shot. That was a pretty good shot. Thanks. Thanks. Uh please tell me when you watch the first episode. I will. Uh, or... I for sure will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Frank, where can people find us? You can find us at BeRuthGeeks.com, at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com, at Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio. You can uh, follow us on all the social media at BeRuthGeeks or email us BeRuthGeeks at gmail.com. And uh, you can subscribe and rate and review us in all the podcast apps, including but not limited to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google podcast YouTube is going to be starting a podcast thing soon and I'd like to get us on there oh. um, and uh, and any, anywhere else you can find podcasts seriously like go to beerwithkeys.com and, and the, the entire list of them is there it's a lot um, so whatever app you're using you can you can follow us and rate and review us there cool 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 cool, cool. Frank a pleasure to talk to you as always and I'm going to raise my blueberry tea to you and say cheers cheers <laughs> <laughs>